It's time for Talking Balls with Shane McKenzie and Keith Rice. And here we are. That's right. Talking Balls episode number eight. Eight. We're uh, we're doing a little improvising with the camera this week. I'm I'm doing the camera work myself because Maddie, uh, being the grown man that he is. Is going to a WWE wrestling event. <laughs> yeah, can we, this can we should just begin. I, can the, we make fun of him just for a couple let's minutes? Let's begin the podcast yeah. by trashing WWE because it sounds like Shane that you are on the same page as I am. Oh yeah, I have never. And look, we know we both between the, the both of us between the two of us know a lot of people that that's they love that you know they love wrestling. Sure. I for one sounds like I'm speaking for you too. I just never I've never got it. And the thing was I. When I very first was a kid, and it was still the WWF, and there was Hulk Hogan, and you know, all Saturday that, mornings. You know, I mean, it was fun to watch. And then one time, my friends and I, we used our, our VCR tape to record a match, so to speak, and we slowed it down and just watched them like miss as yeah, they were punching. I did and the it, same thing. At that point, it was like, okay, yep, this really is fake. We're not going to watch it. Why waste their Saturday mornings when we were a kid? Real, I mean, I don't know. I, look, we we're passionate about baseball and basketball and football and, and all that and, and I know they, they wrestling's their thing. I know and I'm sure you do, you know older people that are way older than us that, that uh, there's a guy in WEI, Dale Arnold for example. The guy's okay. close to sixty and he loves wrestling. Still into I it, don't huh? get it. I, right. I, the guy is like about sixty years old. <laughs> That's amazing. You gotta let it go sometimes. Just like what is the big deal about it? Well this is a sports podcast, so we'll talk about actual sports yeah. uh, for a little bit. I guess we Exciting first two rounds in college basketball. I mean Congratulations to your Wolverines. Listen, Michigan pulled up pulled up the upset, and you know what really I'm most excited about about the fact that Michigan upset Louisville. I picked them to upset Louisville, and I figured they could upset Louisville. But the thing that's exciting the most about that game is that Louisville completely took them away from what they do best, which is spread the ball and just shoot threes like they're going out of style. They took them away from that. Michigan only made six three-point shots in the entire game. And well, they that still Derek, found a way to win. That Derek Walton kid. Derek Walton Jr., is that his name? Yeah. Wow. Special and kid. You know what? Um, Kevin Pills, who one of our coworkers Mushroom. here at Hall, he sent me an article the other day where they were comparing Derek Walton being this year's Kemba Walker. I not can a lot, see that. Not oh, a lot of people I, outside University job. of Michigan fans know a lot about Derek Walton Jr. I've been following him for a few years. I know how good he is. I know how he can Put the team on his shoulders and go. But he is this year's version of Kemba Walker, great and that job. team won the championship. Yes, great job by Mushroom. And the little that I saw of Walton, or the little I've seen of him, and I didn't get a chance to see. I did see the end of the Michigan-Louisville game because I was out. Wait, that was Sunday? I'm getting away. Saturday, right? Sunday. Sunday. It was Sunday afternoon. Okay. I was driving back from Boston, so I did, okay. I did, I did see the highlights. But I will say this, Mushroom, good job on that. Because I, I did kind of think of, who does he remind me of? And Kemba Walker yep. is kind of who I was thinking of. And we all know what Kemba did a few and years ago. And the guy, I mean, the real key to Michigan's success, um, we all know what Derek Walton Jr. can do, but the real key to Michigan's success is Mo Wagner. And the things that he can do on the inside and then the outside. If the first Michigan game you've seen all year was the Louisville game, then you don't really appreciate this guy can knock down the three, and when he gets hot outside, he's just almost seven foot. He's like six foot eleven, but he's a lanky, long guy. And when he gets hot from outside, there is nothing that a defense can do to really stop. Because then you've got five guys on the floor. DJ Wilson is another guy who's a power forward, but he can knock down a three too. 
you've got five guys on the floor that can all shoot the three ball with confidence. That just makes it very difficult for a defense. And now watching Oregon kind of struggle against URI and some of the well, things URI that is a good team. they are, they are, but they're not as good as Louisville. Um, I mean, could you're you? Right. No, could you're you agree right. With that? Louisville is a really good team, and Michigan took a team that was that was opposite of them. Louisville just kept pulling seven footers off the bench and just banging it inside and getting every rebound. And Michigan, you know, took care of the ball and they got the job done. I, I want to say one more thing about Michigan too, along with that whole UConn Kemba theme. I I could see Michigan kind of uh, doing what UConn did with Kemba that year. It seems like they're a team yeah. coming out of their conference tournament. That's got something to prove. They're hungry. Walton, a lot like Walker. I could see them making a run and going far. I think I had them. I'm sorry, I don't have my bracket in front of me. But it, it's Michigan and Oregon, I know, in the Sweet 16. And who would be, if Michigan were to advance, I can tell you right now who I picked. It would be, well, Kansas and Purdue is the other game. You probably pick Kansas to win that. I had Kansas over Purdue because so, I had yeah. Kansas in the final. Michigan's going to play Kansas. Now, I think I had that's Michigan, a tougher Kansas. matchup. I think I had yeah. Michigan, Kansas. That's yeah. what I have. And that'll be a, a tougher matchup. I haven't watched Kansas play a whole lot um, this year, but I know you know what I'm hearing. And, and they're the closest thing that this bracket has to a dominant team. This, this year... Yeah, they have a I great backcourt. I don't think this year there's really that one team that going in there was a consensus. Oh, these guys are going to win. I mean, Duke was a hot team, and a lot of people were picking them, and uh, they're out of it now. So, um, yeah, boy, and Villanova, the defending champion, they went down. Louisville, a two seed, obviously, we just talked about that. They Duke, went down. Duke is my only team uh, that uh, busted up my Final Four. I yep. have, I still have UCLA, Kansas, and Arizona. And so, I have Kentucky, Kansas, and Arizona. Okay, so we're still in pretty good shape. Yeah, yep. Duke is uh, yeah, the one that screwed me. I got 25 out of 32 right in the first round so so and did. 11 out of 16 right in the second round. I got so. 10 out of 16 because I think, as I said, it was uh, uh, Duke and USC went down on Sunday night. And- Basically, my East region is an absolute mess. Uh, the West, the Midwest, I'm almost pr- – I've gotten one – pick wrong in the entire Midwest bracket, and that was I picked Nevada to upset Iowa State, and they did not. Um, But I've gotten one wrong on the entire Midwest and a couple wrong in the South and the West, but the East bracket is my one that's just There really hasn't been that major up. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Wisconsin over Villanova, uh, South Carolina and Duke. Yep. uh, Those are two pretty big upsets. Yeah, but other than that, usually (laughs) Usually you see more upsets. Well, and Michigan beating um, yeah, well, Michigan, Louisville is a pretty big upset. I, I wouldn't say that by seeding, yeah. yeah, by seeding a, a seven beating a two is a big deal. But um, when you really break down the matchup and how hot Michigan is and all that kind of stuff, it's not that big of. Did a, you feel? I'm sorry to go back to the Michigan game for a second, but I know you know your team is you know out of the Sweet 16. We should give them a little time here. Yep. When they were down in the first half. Were you thinking, were you starting, like, this, this, this is not going to happen today, or what? This team is, has faced so much adversity, and the they were they had come to either within a point or they tied the game up with less than two minutes to go in the first half, and then kind of the wheels fell off for a little bit, and Louisville taking an eight-point lead into halftime. And then, you know, they came out, kind of went back and forth a little bit, and then Michigan just started to chip away and chip away and chip away, and... You know, uh, once they, I think uh, Derek Walton made a move and hit a step back three with just a couple minutes left in the in the game, and that was the moment that I really got confident that Michigan is going to pull this upset. And uh, 
and they pulled it off, and it was it was amazing. But yeah, the as far as the local teams go, I mean, URI really gave Oregon a URI fight. Should have won that. They game. fell. Yeah, they fell off a little bit fell toward the end of the, that game in the last couple of minutes. But uh, they they gave them a run. It was an exciting game to watch. That's Arkansas sure. should have beat North Carolina. Oh man! Come on! Yeah, Arkansas is up by five, and uh, Carolina just goes finishes the game on what a ten nothing run or yep. whatever. And uh, Arkansas should have won that game. Yeah, I, that I think game Carolina's was... going down. I have them losing to um, who would they be? Butler? Uh, no. Uh, who would they play in the next round? Uh, you. Are they playing middle? T- well, no. If they beat Butler, let me look they... at the. Oh, if they beat Butler, then they would be. Looking at like Kansas or Kentucky or UCLA. I had them losing to so, UCLA. Yeah, I had them losing to Kentucky. So yeah, neither one of us are. And North Carolina has been one of those teams that really feast or famine. They've they've seen some serious peaks and valleys throughout the course of the uh, throughout the course of the season. Oh, great point, Jeff just commented. Um, Xavier, yeah. what a what a run they're making out of the 11 seed. And yeah, I know you were picking. Some eleven I have seeds. Xavier. I have Xavier yeah. in the uh, Sweet Sixteen. You have Xavier, uh, and and what do they look like against Arizona? You think uh, I have Arizona winning it all? So oh, you <laughs> I do. think that's okay. where the Musketeers run comes to an end. Okay, very good. And uh, Florida was his other surprise team. Although they are a four seed, so they should yeah, be really in the good. Sweet Sixteen. Uh, but now they have a, a situation where instead of facing the number one seed Villanova, they're facing uh, a very hot Wisconsin team. Uh, so we'll see how that works out for so them. So let's break down the Sweet 16 a little. And, uh, you know, and, and I'd say the most intriguing game, Shane, of the Sweet 16 is um, UCLA and Kentucky. Yeah, i got to agree with that's that. The that's, most, that's, that's the uh, matchup I want to see. Jeff picked Villanova to win the whole thing. So he, oh, wasn't what is he? Pick. I just, you know, <laughs> Villanova wasn't Villanova's day on Saturday. Yep. Um, I think by far, and there's a lot of good matchups. I can't There wait. are. My team, UConn, isn't in it this year uh, for once. I, I'm looking forward to seeing – UCLA and Kentucky. Yeah, UCLA really, Kentucky will be a big game. I think that Wisconsin Florida game is going to be a really interesting well, they're all matchup. Be good, but I think the most exciting game will be UCLA Kentucky. But yeah, Wisconsin Florida at Madison Square Garden. I think be, Gonzaga probably the the West will be the le- least fun matchups to watch. Gonzaga is probably going to run over West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia, you don't you never know. Well, yeah, they they got through what Bucknell by 6 and then they put it to Notre Dame and won that game by 12. It all comes down to matchups. But, it all comes down to who, you know, how the, how well they match up. Yeah, yep, it really does. It, college basketball probably more than any other sport, you can really exploit a matchup that How am I looking by the way with the sun in my eyes? Um a, uh, it's it's a glare and really coming off your head. Is blinding me. In fact, so, I'm going to put my so sunglasses back on. What you're saying is on, the I camera think. should be back on you. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, I'll actually, probably, I could use here. some sunglasses. Oh, you may want to give those to me. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So the rest of the. All right. Here we go. How's that? There look? we go. Now he's made in the shade. Oh, okay. He wears his sunglasses at night, which I he's probably played sun. recently on the new K hits. On the all right? new 100.9 K hits FM. Yeah. Very good. Let you, get a, let you get a uh, a plug in there. Now you you mentioned UConn, and we can talk about the UConn women for just a second. I'm not following. The women's bracket as well as I am. Quinnipiac some props though. Quinnipiac pulled a big upset. I Two did big see that. Upsets. They're in the Sweet Sixteen. They're yeah. going nuts down in New Haven. Or, nice. Is that where they're, no, where's Quinnipiac? Uh, I don't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're over in that area no, but good somewhere. For, yeah. That's another. I mean, yes, the UConn women are the UConn women. They yep. get enough attention. One hundred and nine victories in a row. I wake up to Channel Three this morning and they're going nuts about Quinnipiac. Because I don't follow the women's tournament. Right. I don't care. I'm right. sorry. I don't follow the women's tournament. And uh, they're going nuts. It's Quinnipiac's in the Sweet Sixteen. So Pretty amazing. That, that's a school known for hockey. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't they win like two championships in the last couple of years? Yeah. Quinnipiac so hockey. Women's basketball. Yeah. Good for Quinnipiac. Definitely. Definitely. 
Um, anyway, I'm sorry. You were saying about the UConn women? Or- well, just the fact that they're still rolling through the tournament and 109 wins in a row. I mean, can you think of, does, does another team come to mind across sports, men's, women's, college, professional, that has been more dominant than the UConn women over the last, what, decade? You got to say right now, best team ever, best team in the world. Yeah, in the world, and nobody is 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 better at what they do than the UConn women's. And you know, you got to give a lot of that credit to Gino Ariema, who built this program up. And we were kind of before the UConn women came onto the scene. Tennessee was the queens, oh, if sure. you will, of college basketball. Yeah, Pat, Pat Summit, and uh, I mean Gino Ariema has just come along, and you know the talent pool is a lot. A lot thinner than it is in men's basketball, so there's a lot less to pick from. But man, he goes out and he finds the girls that that play the game the right way, and he he gets the best out of them. And it's it's pretty amazing, year after year after year, in the WNBA draft, it's number one pick so and so from UConn, number yeah. two pick so and so from UConn. You know, keeps year in up. and year out. Three or four out of the top five picks are usually UConn players, and then they reload and win the championship again the I next mean, year. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how Gino does it. And, and I remember just a few years ago, we we're thinking, okay, well, uh, remember John Wooden's UCLA teams in the '60s? They they yep. uh, had they had the all time record. Well, Gino oh. and UConn had shattered that. So, yeah, I mean, he just year after year. I I, ha- I worked with this. Uh, this girl in Pennsylvania I did, morning sh- I did mornings with. She okay. had a daughter. It's about 10 or 11 now. She was like one when I met her. Long story short, she reached out to me a few years ago. And I can't believe she's like 10 or 11 now. She's <laughs> like, uh, Maddie's thinking about she's really serious about basketball, and she wants to play for Gino. Oh, wow. So you get 10 and 11-year-olds following that grow up liking basketball. Yeah. They want to play for Gino and the UConn Huskies. Well, yeah, anybody, any, any little girl who wants to play basketball, that's where you want to go. You want to go to UConn, and he's built that reputation of being, you know, the number one place. It's the the world of women's college basketball right now is UConn, and then there's a big gap, big gap. and you've got Notre Dame, Baylor. There's a uh, couple South Carolina, South Carolina, and then there's another pretty big gap. You know, people, and I can't think of another team that's been good year after year. People want to not Gino. Basketball. I heard earlier in the year, well, Gino doesn't schedule anybody. Schedule the hard teams and all. Well, there aren't did, any. He did exactly that. Well, the, the, the more competitive <laughs> teams, as you just mentioned. And he did it on the road. And guess what? The UConn women yeah, they haven't like, lost. They did what they were supposed to. They beat those competitive teams like a Baylor, like a South Carolina. And they, did yep. some, they got some of those wins on the road. Yep. So what, do you, what else do you want them to do? That's impressive. Now, Jeff does say, and it this doesn't count, really, but as far as greatest teams in the history of sports, he says the Harlem Globetrotters. That'd be that's great They're their yeah. exhibition. It would be that would be, be kind of cool that'd be great to watch charity. the Globetrotters take on. Event. Yeah, sure, that why would not? be interesting. Yeah. Maybe a combination of UConn men and women. Although I don't know if any of the men would make that squad this year. They're all hurt. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a good year Jeez. for UConn men's basketball, but. Uh, that's okay, because the moneymaker is in women's college hey, basketball in this section of the country. Talk about that contest for the beer in the Final Four? Yeah, we haven't gotten any submissions yet, so get them in now before this next round of games start. Um, whoever picks the Final Four um, and then the champion correctly or gets the most correct out of those selections is going to get your choice of a um, gray sale six-pack mixed Beers. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your choice of what you want out of my own personal stash once again, 
And uh, so get that in either you can email us uh, at to- or talkingballspodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at talkingballspod or the same thing on Facebook. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, you can just comment. Uh, whatever the case may be. But get your picks in for who's going to make the Final Four and who's going to be the eventual champion, and then pick a score for that championship game in case there's a tiebreaker or something. And uh, we'll get you a, a nice, delicious six-pack of beer. All right. Um, do you want to go back to Sweet 16, or do you want to move on to uh, – because I, 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 before we move on to, like, uh, like baseball, did you or did you, did you still want to talk a little more hoops? Yeah, is there any of these – other matchups that really uh, stick well, out to you? As, as we did, and we talked a little about the Sweet 16, but I, I want to go back because it's fun to, one of our teams are in it, and I want to ask you right now, be totally honest, we don't, I think Michigan's going to beat Oregon. In fact, I have yep. them over Oregon. And I, I assume Kansas is going to beat Purdue, although I think both those games are going to be tight because, you know, Sweet 16, both team, you know, teams usually uh, right. raise, raise their level. Will, so you have a Michigan-Kansas matchup. I know your heart's saying, God, Michigan can win this. And I think it's a good matchup. But deep down inside, does Michigan beat Kansas, yes or no? I picked Kansas in this bracket, but I know you have more, another poll where you pick Michigan. You know, and I do, yeah. And I, I filled out one on Yahoo just for fun where I did pick Michigan to win the, the championship. And if that comes through, I'll probably win that Yahoo bracket because How not very many people. No, it's it's not for money, just for fun. But, um... Not many people would have picked Michigan to win the championship, but the way that they carried themselves down the stretch in that Louisville game and the way you know we were comparing earlier of Derek Walton Jr. being this year's Kemba Walker and that kind of thing, Michigan has the coaching, they have the talent, and they have the grit to be able to win the national championship this year. With the way that the field is right now, the teams that are left in the Sweet 16, they can do it, whether, you know, they we'll see what that happens. Great, that great Kansas backcourt? I think they can beat Kansas because, I mean, they have a great backcourt, too. And they have, yeah, you know. Kansas has a more, I, I, no, and I love Walton. Kansas I think, I think is Walton's, younger. Kansas doesn't have Kansas the experience. Kansas has a more experienced backcourt. Do they? Oh, yeah. What are they? I thought they had a bunch of freshmen starting. Maybe I'm thinking of Kentucky. Well, that, that Josh Jackson kid. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. He's going to be, be a lottery pick. Kansas will have the, the most skilled player on the court. But I love Michigan Walton. has I, just. I think Walton's going to be a pro. I, I think he's going to. Yeah. Be, oh, yeah. He won't be a lottery pick. But I'm sorry. I, I'm, I take. If you were to put a gun to my head, I'd take that Kansas backcourt over the Michigan backcourt. And you're probably correct. And the, and the thing that. Taking nothing away from Michigan, but I mean. Whatever, whatever ends Michigan's run this year is going to be because of depth. Because they've got six or seven guys. Death or depth? Depth. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or depth if their plane goes off the. Scott, you know, crashes. Let's not talk about but, that. Um, no, but they're, they're rotating six, seven guys, you know, that, that are really getting the bulk of the minutes. And, you know, to go through the string that they've had lately and four games in four days in the Big Ten tournament and now, you know, making a deep run in the big tournament, they're, they're just not a deep enough team. They've got the skill at the top. Yeah. They're starting five, and the next couple guys coming off the bench hot right can now. compete with anybody. Yes, and they are hot right now. Where is this game on? Uh, is it Thursday night or Friday night? It is Thursday night at seven o'clock, and it doesn't say I, it's in Kansas City. It should say in your okay, Kansas yeah. City. 
Kansas City, Missouri. Right. So, so uh, the Kansas fans won't have very far to right. travel. Well, Michigan to get travels to that game. well. Michigan does Michigan's travel like, well. Michigan's a very uh, their fan base travels real. Well. Michigan travels well on the East Coast. I was reading an article that how they were saying when they play games at Madison Square Garden, whether it's a preseason invitational or whatever, it's almost like a home game depending on who they're playing. But their their fans do travel well, and that was during the regular season. They were an absolutely terrible team on the road. I don't know. They won like one game for a big stretch of the season on the road. They were losing. They had just lost a game to Ohio State, who was not a good team this year, on the road. And it was since that moment they came out the next uh, week and just handed Michigan State a, a huge loss. And then they, they've just been rolling ever since then. But early in the season, they were just – a different basketball team on the road. And when they were at home, they're knocking down their threes, they're playing good defense, they're spreading the ball out, and just it's it's a joy to watch when everything is clicking with this Michigan team. But when they were on the road, it just it, it's like they weren't the same team. Like they couldn't feed off that energy from the crowd, and it really took something away. So, you know, you're in the, the big tournament now. You're not too, too far from home. And everybody loves a Cinderella, so I think the people that are at this game that don't really have a real rooting interest are going to be rooting for Michigan, both against Oregon, and then if they move on to play Kansas, I think they'll have the crowd behind them. And well, you know, help. you'll have in that Michigan Oregon game, you'll have the Kansas fans probably cheering for for Michigan because they'd rather. Because you know, I look at it this way: if I'm a Kansas fan, I don't want to play. I don't want to play Oregon. I'd rather play you guys because you're the lower seed. Probably have a better chance. Not if you've been watching these games and oh, scouting the no, no, I agree, the teams. but if you're some of these uneducated right. fans that really all oh, I want to play the I want to play That's what did uh, you hear Patino's comments before the Michigan Louisville game? He was calling Michigan's offense like the Golden State Warriors. He's claiming that his guys were uh, you know, all got together and were rooting for Oklahoma State to beat Michigan cuz they didn't want to play Michigan oh, okay. and all these things. Now, I think he was playing head games. I think it was all a bunch of bull, but you know that was that was uh, some of Patino's comments before the Michigan Louisville game, and it, as it turns out, you know, like I said, Louisville took Michigan out of their comfort zone, really took them out yeah. of what they like to do, and Michigan still ended up finding a way to win that game. So that, that right there gives me the confidence to say that they can beat anybody in the country, but their depth is what worries me. That you know, these game after game, night after night, it's going to wear on them. If you were to ask me right now, let's let's both pick one upset in the Sweet 16. Now, uh, again, I, I think Mich- this is a compliment to Michigan. I don't yeah. look at that as a huge upset. If they beat Oregon, it's a slight upset. Now, if they beat Kansas, bigger upset. Yeah. But Sweet 16, without the bracket in front of me, um, as much as it kills me that I have Arizona winning at all, right now I would pick, if I were to pick one upset in the Sweet 16, I'd pick Xavier over Arizona. Wow. I wouldn't that, be surprised. And that would be a big upset to have a, an 11 seed in the Elite Eight. That would be pretty it's pretty happened. unbelievable. I don't know. I'm going to say, you know, a Wisconsin over Florida. It's yeah. an 8-4, so that would be considered an upset. But, again, with the way Wisconsin is playing the game right now, although Florida's defense held Virginia to 39 points in the entire game. That was yeah. like a record for the – for the tournament, it's usually, Virginia, it's usually Virginia's defense. Yeah. People. yeah, yeah, so. and we'll see it. That that's going to be. I, I would. That game might come down to the wire, but that actually might be one of the more boring games to watch if you if you're wanting the high flying offense and that kind of thing. I mean, that could be a real slow, methodical. Yeah. yeah, 
both teams, you know, if they're wanting to slow it down, that could be a we could be looking at a forty-five to forty final sure. score or something in that game. That won't be any fun. But um, we only got a couple minutes left. We can touch on a little bit of baseball. Is there anything? Specific in spring training that we really need to uh, hmm. to discuss that we didn't really talk about last week. Um, like I think I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Kyle Kendrick as uh, with David Price uh, starting the season on the DL, which looks like for the okay. Red Sox. Kyle Kendrick has come out of nowhere to emerge nicely uh, the Red Sox rotation. I could see Kendrick taking Price's place. So uh, John Farrell already announced last week that uh, Rick Porcello will be the opening day starter, yep. followed by Chris Sale. And then you got Erod probably, or and then Kendrick and Stephen Wright. So okay. um, I'm not that concerned about the Red Sox because their offense is so loaded. I think their pitching will hold its own. I think Eduardo Rodriguez will bounce back. I think uh, I see good things from him. Stephen Wright was very consistent until he got hurt in the second half. Uh, Bogarts is coming back from the World Baseball. By the way. How about the World Baseball Classic? Can we talk about this? Have you been following this at all? A little bit. More, the the big news as a Tigers fan to come out of the World Baseball Classic was Miguel Cabrera leaving a game with back tightness. Well, Bogart that's, just got plumped, too. But. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be something uh, that, but he's he's going to be okay. A more serious issue is J.D. Martinez uh, sprained his ankle, and that, that might keep him out of the beginning. But Have you seen what's it now? I, I was just texting a buddy who's a big Orioles fan, a guy I worked with in Pennsylvania, because um, in the beginning of the tournament, I wanted nothing to do with it. And then all of a sudden, I wake up the other morning. Uh, I think it was like early Sunday morning, and I see the United States knocks off the, the mighty Dominican Republic. <laughs> Manny Machado goes to hit a shot. Adam Jones, oh, yeah. real teammate, robs that. him. Yes. In a big spot, in a big game like that, United States knocks off the Dominicans. I think knocked him out of the tournament. Yeah. And tonight... You got the you got Japan already. No way. I'm sorry. United States plays Japan tonight in the semis. Okay. Winner gets Puerto Rico in the final. Yes, I did see Puerto Rico was making a heck of a Puerto run. Puerto Rico's which is in cool. the final. Not Dominican Republic is yeah. not in it. How, did you see who was it the other day that won Player of the Game? And it was somebody from Puerto Rico. And when they put the ESPN put the stat up, they put the Dominican flag behind them. And everybody, yeah, there there were some people that were pretty upset about that because there's there's a natural rivalry between Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic that goes beyond baseball uh, in a lot of ways. But that was a a glaring mistake that people were jumping all over ESPN for. And can we just with some of these ticky tack injuries that have come out lately? If you're you're a general manager, you're an owner of a team. And you see, you know, Xander Bogarts wants to go play in the World Baseball Classic. I mean, next time it comes around, do you try to put something in the contract that says, you know, as an insurance policy, if you get hurt playing in one of these tournaments, then, you know, your contract is void or... I get nervous about that. Yeah, and I hear. And I read the good news about the Bogarts. He he was plunked in the back or something last yep. night or the other night or whatever. And I just read on, on Twitter today that uh, on Twitter today that he's going to be immediately in the Red Sox lineup tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I would hope that you know just getting hit by a pitch isn't going to be something that's going right. to take you out long term unless you get hit in the head or something like that. And right. even you know, World Baseball Classic is spring training too long. There was a. There was a game not long ago, Tigers-Blue Jays, where the Blue Jays pitcher got hit in the head with a line drive. Yeah. I mean, are there too many spring training games? Do you take you take your stars out and only give them a couple of games, but then the fans who played to go see that, you eh, know, they get upset. They've got to know. You know? They've got to know. If I, uh, fans got to realize it's spring training. Yeah. Uh, you pick a game, you go to it. If you, if, if you see uh, Cabrera, if you see Pedroia, hey, look, I got to see one of my favorite players, whatever. 
they got to know that going into the game. Yeah. Chances are, if they see these guys, they're going to play a half an inning or yeah. whatever, yeah. or an inning. So I think that's, you know, fans should know that by now. But um, Well, we're getting excited. Opening day is, uh, what, two, weeks, two weeks? Less than two weeks away. So that's that's great. You've got uh, the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to, by the next time next time we do an episode, we're going to be getting ready for the Final Four, Maybe which we is should exciting. Do, and we could talk about this, you know, uh, uh, off the air. I mean, we're, I know we're recording this, but <laughs> we should uh, plan a, uh, a special MLB prediction show. Like who wins? Okay. We go division by division. All right. And uh, you know who, and all the way down to maybe who meets in the AL NLCS, and then a World Series prediction. Remember them, write them down, and then go back and look and see how wrong we were at the end of the season. <laughs> all right, that sounds like fun. Maybe put a little uh, <laughs> captain's daughter on the line. For there that. you go. There you go. All right. What are you putting up? If I'm putting up captain's daughter, what are you putting up? Good, if good this point. is a bet between right. you and I, we've got to you know discuss I mean? this further. Then. Yeah, we, all, all right. right, we'll come this up is, with something. This is going to all right. This, this will be this interesting. will be fun. It's, you see, it's already in the works. Yeah, we so, just pulled this out of our pulled this out of our ass. <laughs> Stay tuned for uh, episode nine coming up next week, where we'll get into more of this stuff. Do and, I have to give you these shades back? I, I absolutely have yeah, to give I me those shades really back. Those good. are those are one of a kind, exclusive. You can't buy those. They probably didn't even get any camera time. No, they did. They did. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. The glasses got plenty of camera time. Good All job, right, man. Episode eight, talking balls in the books. You can look for us obviously on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on the Google Play Store, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Get those get those predictions in. You got it.